Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, January 19th, 2018. And on today's report, I will be talking about the President's remarks the other day when he allegedly referred to certain countries as poop hole countries. He is actually credited with having asked some lawmakers during discussions on DACA. That's the Delayed Action on Childhood Arrivals Bill. That is a current matter of contention, holding up passage of the budget for this year. He asked them, why do we take so many immigrants from poop hole countries? We should be taking in more from Norway. Whether he actually said it or not is a matter of some contention because... He said he used strong language, but not the word poop hole. Some of the lawmakers in attendance said he did, in fact, use the word. Whether he actually used that word or not, I am not sure. But for the purposes of this report, I'm going to take the position that he did use the word poop hole in reference to some countries in Africa and Haiti in particular. Notice that I am using the word poop hole countries instead of the actual word the president allegedly used because I don't want to offend anyone who might be offended by the commonly used word for defecation. Even that is a matter of debate, however, because what did the president mean when he said poop hole? Did he intend the word poop hole to refer to a toilet, i.e. those countries are like toilets? Or did he intend it to refer to the actual human Tiny hole, i.e., those countries are like tiny holes. I'm going to take the position he meant toilet, as has most of the media. You can scan the media around the world, even in countries where the language doesn't translate very well, such as Japan. The press usually says that the president referred to certain other countries as toilet countries. The president is often crude, but he has a knack for raising questions that many of us Uh, have been wondering about but perhaps did not have the courage to ask. I think his question, why do we admit so many from those countries, is a legitimate question that the vast majority of Americans think should be asked and answered. Why indeed? What do people from those countries bring to the United States besides a little bit of those countries? How could immigration from those countries benefit the United States in any way? Aren't presidents... Congressmen, senators supposed to represent the people of the United States. They take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution, but doesn't that require them to represent us? I know what immigration in general means to our lawmakers and to many presidents before this one. For the Democrats, it means building a permanent voting block of dependent people who will always return the hand that feeds them to power. For the Republicans, it means satisfying their crony capitalists who fund their campaigns in return for a steady supply of cheap labor. The last two Republican presidents before this one accepted the seemingly inevitable march to the European-style socialist multicultural administrative state. But this president does not accept it. For us rubes who live out here in flyover country, it means that if we want to be considered nice people, if we want to be acceptable to many of our friends and relatives, if we want to be like those in Hollywood and the media, we must enthusiastically go along and accept it all as inevitable. However, 
This president has given us has given us a little hope to many of us deplorables. He is giving the voice to those of us who have had no voice for so many years. We are so grateful, even if we are ashamed, to admit it. That's why so many of Mrs. Clinton's polls were wrong today. You either have to be very brave or totally independent to publicly express views that might get you fired, declared an insane misogynist racist, or have your life ruined in some other way. Let's take a look at the merits of what the president said, along with the double standard to which he is held. I've got a list of quotes from many of the lawmakers who criticized him about it, called him evil, etc., saying essentially the same things about the same countries, but perhaps less straightforward. If it is the poop word that is objected to, President Obama was quite famous for his foul mouth, as was his Vice President Joe Biden. I have another list of quotes from many times. President Obama referred to people as MFers, used that expression in public quite often, I suppose, though. That's just how Democrats talk. Many people believe either secretly or publicly that the president was right because they believe that certain African countries such as Somalia, Sudan, Libya, Ghana, Central African Republic, and Liberia, to name just a few, as well as Haiti, are in fact poop hole countries. What information could possibly lead one to form such an opinion? Well, perhaps it is National Public Radio which has that opinion. Not exactly a conservative source. I doubt that NPR would ever refer to such a country as Haiti as a poop hole. But in their long investigation and series of reports in July of 2017, they describe a country that could honestly be described as a poop hole from their words alone. Let me give you just a few words from NPR reporter Rebecca Hersher, who wrote the reports. Quote, Port-au-Prince, Haiti, is one of the largest cities in the world without a central sewage system. There are no sewers connecting sinks, showers, and toilets to hulking wastewater treatment plants. Most of the more than 3 million people in the metro area use outhouses, and much of that waste ends up in canals, ditches, and other unsanitary dumping grounds where it can contaminate drinking water and spread disease. Haiti's capital city doesn't have a sewer system. Instead, so-called night soil or human excrement is largely removed by hand by workers who toil at night under cover of darkness. Those Haitians lucky enough to have a latrine or toilet generally hire someone known as a bayaku to clean them out. There are over three million such outhouses in Port-au-Prince and cleaning them and hauling away the human excrement by hand, one bucket at a time, has to be one of the worst jobs on planet Earth. About 53,000 gallons of human waste makes its way into the city canals and roadside ditches every day in Port-au-Prince. It spreads disease. Haiti is in the midst of a cholera epidemic where the rest of the world is eliminating cholera. Cholera spreads like wildfire during rainstorms, which, as you would guess, happen quite frequently. The contents of your outhouse often show up in your living room. In a recent heavy rainstorm, three feet of human waste fill the streets of the capital city and seven people drown in it. The guys called Bayaku are provided no showers 
No health care or even a drink of water on the job. They work in the dark, often naked, because there is such a social stigma to the work and because they carry communicable diseases and because the odor around them is so bad for all this work, they are paid about $4 per night, not nearly enough to feed their wife and kids, so they scrounge for objects in the sewage that might be useful. Now, folks, I'm going to stop with Mrs. Hersher's report for a minute and just say that if there's any country in existence literally more deserving of the term poop hole than Haiti, I don't want to see it. This is after billions of dollars in aid and after, after the 2010 earthquake, it is after millions in aid to build sewage treatment plants that never get built. I don't remember now who said that foreign aid is taking money from poor people in rich countries and giving it to rich people in poor countries. In addition to the foreign aid, thousands of charities have given millions of dollars in aid to Haiti. You will rarely, if ever, hear the truth about this entire story and never from the mainstream media, the psychological linchpin of which, upon which all else depends in this war that's being waged on common sense is control of communication between all of us. Control is sought over our communication with the outside world and even with ourselves. The total control over our communication and our thought process is Orwellian in intent, but it is looked at as just necessary policy today. It is an assumption omniscience, a conviction that reality is theirs and theirs alone that is so infuriating. They are thus freed from the search for the often elusive truth that occupies the lives of lesser humans. They have always been gatekeepers, molding the minds of the public, but now we have the Internet, which allows a somewhat free flow of information. The free flow of information is very frustrating for them, and they try to solve the problem by screaming that we are all racist, sexist, and homophobic. Finally, folks, I think it was Clausewitz who said that war is just politics by other means. Well, in fact, politics is really all about how some people get to dominate other people. And it's about who gets what in this world for many people. A lie is a lot more comfortable than an uncomfortable truth, especially when it suits their preconceived worldview. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.